0: This is Together 24-7, Episode 3. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, and business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Well, welcome to Together 24-7. I am your co-host, Barry Cohen.
1: And I'm the other co-host, Kat Cohen, or Katherine Cohen. And if you notice, Barry, I am a little bit more upbeat. You are. Uh, this is the actually the fourth episode that we're recording, the third actual episode. And I was told that I sounded a little too much like my two heroes, Allison Steele and Carol Miller. Go ahead and look them up, but they are my two radio heroes. And I apparently sounded too much like them, so I'm trying to be a little bit more upbeat.
0: And when she says she sounded like them, it was the 1970s late night FM DJ voice.
1: That's right. That's right. Allison Steele's my hero.
0: So, Catherine, who do we have with us today?
1: Okay, today we have doctors Rob and Janelle Alex. They are PhDs. They are experts in relationship and intimacy dynamics. Their company, their... Mission, their life's work is Mission Date Night. They are they are best-selling authors, speakers, and transpersonal mentors. I My first question to you is going to be, what does a transpersonal mentor mean? But uh, just, just to let you know, they're both best-selling authors. A Mission Date Night Adventure Series and the Mission Date Night Podcast are their two most recent uh, projects. They have three sons, his, hers, and ours. They live in Colorado Springs. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do, your work, and date nights.
2: Well, transpersonal is not a household term. It's not a mainstream term. So um, it it seems so normal to us. Um, you know, that was my graduate education of, well, really both of ours, but you know, I, I went in from psychology and then said, Hey, wait a minute. I need something more than just the scientific aspect and the clinical aspect of psych. And I wanted the spiritual perspectives. And so I found a transpersonal psychology, um, program and that's what I did. So transpersonal just simply means beyond ourselves. It has a spiritual component to it, um, not religious, but spiritual. So, um, It really just is beyond the humanness of ourselves. It's not easily put into terms, to be honest. <laughs>
3: well, and Janelle refers to it as spiritual, and I like to refer to it as metaphysical. So, you yeah. know, it's it, it's kind of just a difference in terminology there. Yeah. But.
2: So it's still, you know, that mentorship, that counseling, it's really connecting um, yourself to that deepest essence of yourself and so forth. So that's the deep part. Of course, Mission Date Night is the playful part, which is the brand. Um, we just rebranded the beginning of this year, and January, I believe, tw- this year, And so with Mission Date Night, I always like to say it's kind of a mix of thinking James Bond meets Austin Powers. (laughs) So you have the sexy kind of spy with the randy kind of spy but he's the hilarious piece and so we love to bring all that playfulness into play
3: well because we got we've, we've worked with so many couples and a lot of what we hear is when they go on a date night they go out to dinner they might go see a movie there's no interaction between them it's a lot of just going through the motions and we wanted to stop that we want couples to have date night experiences that just light them up that they're excited about and to go do it again and so that's that's where Mission Date Night came from.
1: And I think, that's, I, I think that's something that our listeners need to understand. Don't just go out on a date night. Okay, honey, we'll get a sitter for the kids. Okay, honey, we'll get somebody to watch the dog. Okay, honey, we'll go to the restaurant. We will have a nice date night. I think that that's so, uh, you know, that's not what's going to be productive. So talk a little bit about how date night and spiritual sexuality can help us improve our business. Because our listeners are are working with their business partners and partners, you know, with their lovers and all that stuff. So um, our, our romance partners, our business partner, tell us a little bit about how Date Night and Spiritual Sexuality can improve our business.
2: Well, first of all, our sexual energy is how we show up in the world. So when we talk about sexual energy, we're not necessarily – hello, Janelle. We're not necessarily <laughs> talking about the stuff that – most people think it is. They think, oh, it's got to do with my sex life. And of course, it's connected. But it's not just that, it is truly that creative aspect of ourselves. Uh, Like I said, it's how we show up in the world. It is our charisma. It's our confidence. It's all those pieces. And I like to kind of use the thought of, you know, think of a really amazing musician that you just are like, oh, my God, I got to sit there. I want to be in the front row. Or, uh, you know, an athlete that everybody's just crazy about. It's because they have actually very powerful charisma or they have very powerful sexual energy. So when you enhance that in your individual life, let alone in your relationship, Then, as I just said, your confidence is higher. Your self-esteem is higher. You're able to make quicker and easier decisions. And guess what? That's, of course, going to support your business.
3: Well, and if you think about it, if you go out and your free time is spent doing something boring, not very exciting, that transfers into your business too. So we want to ramp that up because it starts to feed out. When when partners can have this wonderful exchange of energy, um, be it through, uh, sexual intercourse, be it through laughing, be it through just being friends, just being goofy together, just having fun that transfers into their business too. And it transfers into their, just every part of their life. And, you know, that's what we want to create. We want to see how, we want people to see how this energy builds and then just starts to ooze out into the rest of your life. And, uh, it, it really helps all areas of your life.
2: Well, and so often, you know, we hear or we're told to keep your work, your business out of the bedroom. Well, if it's stressful and you've been unhappy, yeah, don't bring that junk in. Because obviously that's supposed to be a sacred space or a safe sanctuary, whatever terms make sense to you. <laughs> Mine sounds so spiritual when I say them, but it's just how I say it. Um, so, you know, that space, though, that's just really we, – we also call it the power center, really, of your household. So um, – But rather, when you can tap into having that great connection, that very um, private and sacred connection as well as all the other time with your partner – Again, that supports everything because you're all those practical things I've already shared. And when you can tap into the spiritual lovemaking, and when you learn how to do that, and you have the potential of actually experiencing transcendent lovemaking, then you can get into what would be considered certainly the more metaphysical aspects, and they're not necessarily seemingly as practical, but amazing synchronicities can show up in your life. And there's a lot of other pieces that go with that, you know. If for us, I know we do it, connecting to guides and things like that. But you can also just come to recognize signposts and certain things that show up, you know, in actual waking reality. Well, and
3: I'm sure everybody's heard of the law of attraction out there. Well, we take it a step farther and make it the sexual law of attraction. (laughs) And you can draw things to you in this manner. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, uh, now, how did you do this? How, When I say how did you do, how did you decide that you wanted to be in business together? uh mm. Yeah. You know, what was was there a moment in time that you said oh hey we should do this together or or did it just naturally happen
2: we have a little bit of an interesting story i think there um we've both been entrepreneurs since we were in our teens so um you know i started my first company at 19 and rob started i think around the age of 16 actually yeah. uh-huh. so <clears throat> which is really young <laughs> but um then we were both married to other people. So we didn't even get together until 14 years ago. So I think I was 30, 31, something like that. I'd have to do the math. I guess it'd make me 30.
1: You just <laughs> told then. your age, Janelle. I don't, it
2: doesn't bother me. Okay. I'm 44. I don't care. Um, but I'm not in the same shape. I used to be, I taught dance for 20 years. I used to be in excellent shape. I'm not now, but <laughs> um, so when we were married, we've been married, I don't know, just a few months actually. Yeah. And at that point, Um, to make it a shorter story, Rob actually was working for someone else and that job went away. That happens. Right. So we look at each other and go, Oh my God. I mean, I still have my company, but Hey, you know, we were living on a dual income. We're so new in our relationship. We had two boys. We're like, what do we do? And one of his sisters suggested to him, why don't you buy back what had been the family business and which Rob basically had been raised in. And so we did. And there was really kind of no thought to it. We just did it. We knew we could do it. We knew we knew how to run businesses. It was an interesting challenge because we'd never had to do that with our spouse before. <laughs> <laughs> so there were some interesting pieces that we had to learn and um, come to realize that, you know, um, we both had to be the big cheese. And so we had to learn those pieces and, and learn how to balance our strengths and weaknesses. And then we hit the recession. And again, long story short, Sadly, we lost everything. We're one of the really bad horror stories that lost literally everything. Lived in a garage for two years. And in the midst of all that, I was doing some of my graduate work, and we started really learning a lot of new tools to implement as a couple. And all the things that we – so much of what we teach now and share, we were beginning to learn way back then. And um, and so yeah, that's and what led the I mean right
3: out. then at that point when we lost everything, um, it would have been easy to blame each other, to point the finger, to get upset. Absolutely. You know, a lot of couples would go through a divorce at that time um, because of that stress and we found a way to, you know, strengthen our bond. You know, we we were kind of like we're in this together through thick and thin, and this is the thinnest part. So, <laughs> you know, we kind of put our backs against each other and said, "Let's let's come out fighting," and you know, let's let's get out of this hole together. And mm-hmm. we did. And we use a lot of the tools that we used during that time. You know, like Janelle said, that we're bringing to the forefront now to help other couples.
1: Yeah. So. That that's a good lead-in because I'm going to guess, and listeners, this is going to be super important for you guys. We're hoping not to have another recession like we did in 2008. (laughs) Um, Things happen, life happens, and it may not be a recession. It may just be something about your business. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to guess that at this time, you might have had what we would call our biggest entrepreneurial fight. Um, The biggest disagreement, the biggest problem in your entrepreneurial life. And it sounds like when you guys bought back the family business, it wasn't mission date night, unless Rob, your whole family was into mission date night. I don't know. There's all kinds of families, but now you've you've got this thing in front of you. And you can, as you said, you can get a divorce. You can go back to working for somebody else. You can blame each other. Wait a
0: second. Hey, work for somebody else? Yeah, I know. That's that's impossible.
1: (laughs) But tell us Tell us about how that happened. What, what were the low points? How did you work through it? How did you not carry it into your personal life to the degree that it would have affected your personal life permanently? Let our listeners know a little bit more about that. And, and what have you put into place so that you can work through the next bump? And we all know there's bumps in the road. You can right. work through the next bump a little bit easier, and a little bit easier, and a little bit easier.
3: Well, the the hardest part for us going through that business is it wasn't only us. We had a lot of employees that were like family. They had been longtime family friends that were counting on the business also to support them. You know, they a lot of them that was one of the only jobs that they've had. You know, because my grandparents on the building business, my parents on the business, so a lot of them that was the only job that they had for a very long time. And so it was, you know, not only was the decision, you know, you know, how are we going to make the business float? But we were like, oh my gosh, we got to make it float so that these people don't lose their livelihood either, because these were, you know, very right. close and dear people to us. Um,
2: That's why we dug such a hole. and yeah. made the decisions that we ended up making that ultimately... You know, really, right. you couldn't get out of it financially.
3: Well, one, you know, and one of the things that we needed to do, I mean, going back to that business, I mean, we're very happy where we're at now, so don't get me wrong. But if you go back to that business, you know, we weren't um, going out and looking for things outside of the box to keep the business fresh. Mm-hmm. We are just kind of staying, staying the course. Hey, this has worked for so long. It, it'll keep working forever. And that right there is the wrong attitude to have if you're in business because so often – You're blindsided then when those things happen like the recession or, you know, uh, just the business failing itself, you're just kind of like, wait, what happened? We're doing the same thing. And now all of a sudden the money's not coming in. What's going on? Well, I
2: mean, we were doing some things that were outside the box because Rob is our crazy idea guy. <laughs> um, he, he comes up with some wild things and, uh, and gets attention and, and that's what you need. Sometimes it's not always, you know, it might be negative attention, but sometimes that's still that people are like, Hey, wait a minute. And they notice it. And so we were doing, that, but we were in a small community that wasn't initially as open-minded as the things that we were trying to bring forward, and we didn't have full support from the family that had owned the business before to do some of the crazy ideas we were trying to do. So that's really important. And I know you were asking the question, what was our biggest entrepreneurial fight? And honestly, I really can't remember one. I I can only remember for Rob and I that we've had in the 14 years we've been together a couple of maybe three, four huge fights anyway and and I'm the fiery one so I usually can get, you know, stirred up pretty easily but um, I, I just don't remember. I, what, the only thing I can remember about the entrepreneurial fight, one, is there was this idea I had and Rob didn't pay any attention to me. It kind of blew me off. It's like, oh, that won't work, whatever. And then his sister suggested it and he was like, yeah, let's do that. So that was an argument but,
0: Oh, you know, Rob, Rob, Rob. <laughs>
2: But, you know, oh, well, um, so when we when I could see because I ran all the the business aspect of it and the books and all those pieces and Rob basically ran the facility. And by the way, we had a bowling alley, so <laughs> way different than what we do now. Um, but we ran those two different pieces. And I could see the writing on the wall. The money wasn't there anymore, and you know what we had going out was thousands and thousands more than what was coming in anymore because we'd lost so many um, – people couldn't afford it. They didn't have that expendable income anymore in that small community. And I think that was the only real arguments, if you will, or heated discussions that were painful for both of us because it was like, look, we're going to have to close. That was like a year probably before we finally – Did
3: well, and I want to caution everybody here as we we talked very early in the show about the metaphysical and Mm -hmm. transpersonal piece. We were wanting out of the business. Um, we were, I was putting in about 90 hours, Janelle was putting in 60 to 70 hours a week, and we were, you know, we had talked about. We'd, we'd said in our you know our personal you know when we'd have personal time very little of it um, we would say you know we just want out of this you know I want to get out of this this is crazy and lo and behold that happened for us I yeah. uh, call it the law of attraction um, because that's what we were wishing for we just weren't skilled enough at that time with that metaphysical approach, to know that we wanted to do it in a very graceful way. <laughs> no, no, we
2: we manifested like a few bills paid off for us. You know, we manifested Rob's first Mac laptop and and some one of the way back when and uh, early, like in what two thousand nine, I guess he was doing some video podcasting before it was popular. <laughs> and uh, you know, and we manifested a, a good chunk of change, but of course it wasn't enough. It kept us afloat for a little while. Um, And then, yeah, unfortunately, the way we manifested was, hey, there you go. You're out of the business. Go move across the country like you want to do. So it it is something you have to learn how to do more properly.
0: (laughs) There's nothing like that little kick in the butt to make you do something that you know you want to do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, in in what you're currently doing, is there a division of labor?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's certain things. That we do, we both do. Um, Of course, we do our podcast together, and we have a a new secret intelligence that's a, a little different take on our podcast as well. And Rob does the relationship intelligence, and I do the goddess intelligence. And so there's those pieces. But when we're doing our mission date night TV, for example, we do the acting, if you will, (laughs) Uh, because we do some parodies, and we have a lot of fun, and we, so we both do those, but then Rob puts it all together 99.9% of the time, and so he does all of that, you know, I do all of the back-end stuff on the podcast, we each have our expertise areas in social media, and so Rob does certain things, and I do certain other pieces in different, you know, areas of social media, Um, and those are just examples. Rob has a habit, he's the brainchild for the mission date night adventures and the sexy challenges. So he writes all of them and then he hands them off to me because perhaps unfortunately for me, but I'm really good at <laughs> editing and grammar and all that stuff. So I'm um, in a really good writer. So I get all of that and then I tweak it. And then I, of course I add my own kind of feelings and ideas into it. as Well, and
3: it me. wasn't such a smooth transition because we, we had things that we wanted to do and we were starting to work on this journey and we kept, I'm trying to do it separate, mm-hmm. and we kept, you know, Janelle would want to do her piece, and I would want to do my piece, and we kept fighting that that magnet energy that was trying to pull us together to work together on this, and we fought it, oh, for probably about a year or so. Mm-hmm. We just kept, I oh, don't know, I'm going to do this. I, I've got to keep my piece separate, and. When we finally realized that, no, we need to put this all together, work together, you know, we can have individual pieces under this Mission Date Night brand, that it really started to flourish. Yes, I'm my own (laughs) spot. Oh, goodness.
1: (laughs) So listeners, pay attention. You know, there's things that you want to do together. There's things that you want to separate out. And make those lists. Know what your strengths are. Know what your weaknesses are. You know, you're going in business with your partner or you are in business with your partner because... Some of you have, you, you have a strength and he has a weakness and he has a strength and you have a weakness and and vice versa.
2: And can I just say there too, that if you can financially do it, when you come across something that you're both either completely ignorant about, and I say that in a loving way, not a mean (laughs) you're stupid way, but if you really just don't understand it, it's new to you, or you just can't stand doing it, then hire it out if at all possible. And until you can do that, you're just going to have to buck up and do it yourselves but, and maybe take turns but if when once you can or when you can hire it out
1: bookkeeping and house cleaning that <laughs> that yes, is yes. the top two for Cooking, us Book- house
2: cleaning i'm like where, when do we get our chef because we don't have one yet <laughs> oh yeah no
1: oh see i could rent out barry because he is a he is a phenomenal cook he is awesome. just amazing when i want to be when you want to be <laughs> so your two cents what are some of and I and I'm changing up the questions from what I sent you guys. Uh, what are some of the what are some of the joys that you've experienced being together 24 seven? Share with our listeners, you know, why you do what you do together.
2: wait let me choke him first no i'm just teasing
1: (laughs) that was the joy
3: that that was the pit that was
1: the that was the question worded as pitfalls Uh,
3: my my neck's gotten pretty strong here lately no no,
2: but see and now i'm just i know rob's gonna speak but i just want to say i see i can just go up and touch his amazing sexy arms anytime i want he's not (laughs) not off at a job somewhere well
3: i think that's that's one of the big advantages for me is if you know Working together and working from home and being our own bosses, you know, if we want to go do something thir- during the day, we can go do it and shift our work to later in the evening. And I think that's, that's a, a powerful piece for me because um, we like to do stuff with our kids. And just like last week, we took a day and we went geocaching with our youngest son and it was a wonderful time. And, you know, the first half of the day was spent doing that instead of work. Then we came home and, you know, we, we catch up on the work and that's the beautiful part. So we don't have a, a time clock that we have to punch mm-hmm. and say, hey, we have to be here at this time because with what we do, you know, other than, you know, when we're working with the clients or doing an interview, we don't have a set schedule of we have to be home at this time.
2: Right. Instead, we have, you know, what I was thinking there is I have a certain – Certain times blocked out. I, I'm a Google calendar freak. I love Google calendar. <laughs> so I have certain times blocked out. And that's where we allow either clients to be scheduled or inter- people we're interviewing for one of our podcasts. Or, of course, we're more flexible when we're being interviewed. But, um, you know, we're very particular about that. And we have our weekly business meeting and it's on our calendar. And we meet actually because, you know, we go from our two different work areas in the house and and um, we end up meeting – I don't even know if we ever decided that. We just meet at the kitchen table um, every Monday morning or I guess it's almost – it's 11 on Monday, is Well, and I think this Janelle
3: just something. said something that's very important for us, the two different workspaces because we, we have different work styles. Um, you know, I like to have music blaring and uh, I stand up. I have a, a desk where I stand up. So I'm constantly moving. Uh, I like to exercise when I work, too. So you might see me jogging in place, you know, mm-hmm. I'm walk working, which would be very distracting for her as she was trying to work. So we have to have that, even though we're working together, we have to have that separate space so we can work in the way that's most beneficial to us.
2: Well, I think, you know what, because I don't know if we fully answered what's one of the joys of it. What, you know, what's so great about it. Um, Obviously the flexibility, like Rob talked about and just being able to be around each other. And like today, you know, I took off and, and went and had lunch with a friend I hadn't actually seen in a year, um, and I didn't have to worry about a babysitter because Rob was right. home, oh. and so that works obviously both ways, so then one of us is always here for the the only one left at home that we have to have somebody to keep an eye on. Um, there's those types of pieces as well, so if you still have kids at home, and mind you, I homeschool that little eight-year-old as well, um, but that's another piece that there are a few things that Rob will do of that. I do most of it, but Rob, you know, is, does some of that as well. So it takes uh, some of the weight and pressure off of me on that. So it's just, it's just fun. And like I said, Rob's wild and crazy and goofy and funny, and he's always willing to smile and laugh and cut a joke or make some. Let's see what was it today? I was. I don't even know what. I'm thinking oh Guy LaDouche from well you have to know that show but anyways he's making you know sounds from a movie or some show or he's talking in some accent and it could be just because I walked through the space that he's in or whatever and so it just livens up well you know what I'm just gonna say it this way it enlivens me
1: and these are things that if you guys worked in an office you probably couldn't do even if you had private phone calls to each other so that's really cool those those cool things that's why we work together Tell our listeners one or two things that you do that separates that family time, the uh, geocaching. By the way, listeners, on the show notes page, I'm going to look up geocaching and have that definition for you. But um, in the interest of time, let's, let's hear one or two things that you do to separate family time from your business time.
2: And just so you know, geocaches is with an, a C, not an S, but anyway.
1: <laughs> I, I did write that correctly. Amy. Awesome. Yeah. Me.
2: awesome. <laughs> God forbid the speller over here. I'm so sorry, but I know it might make it easier to find it. Um, so, Rob. <laughs> I was all wrong. Well, uh, like, I'm telling you to
3: spell the question. <laughs> well, I think, you know, uh, we always set times – for family time um you know we have regular movie nights we have you know we we section off time especially with our little guy uh, the older kids which are 19 and 20 don't you know need as much attention in Mommy, that mass- no, not. <laughs> aspect we, we set a Times a a part to play board games. We also like to incorporate our kids into our business too. I'm currently Yeah. Well, I'm currently working with our youngest son um, and we're creating a book. He wanted to um, we we used to tell these bedtime stories about this angry grandmother, and he loved them so much he wanted to turn them into books. So I'm trying to put that entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. into him. And so I carve out an hour or two a day and we work on that. We, you know, and we it's very business. Just... Yes focused even for an eight-year-old we sit down and we we work on designs and we work on the wording and you know we talk about what we want to happen in the book and it's been a wonderful experience
2: well as far as that goes we actually part of his homeschooling has to do with um learning to be an entrepreneur so some there's definitely pieces there's a couple different video series um as well as um what's it called the secret millionaires club and i'm gonna forget who does that right now but it's like the wealthiest man ever i forgot to say how can i do that my (laughs) mind's elsewhere but, um, you know, we make sure that we get that time alone. We set date nights for ourselves. Uh-huh. But I have to say that for Rob and I, just going out and doing one of the little videos that we've started doing for Mission Date Night TV and, and kind of play acting and doing those things, that's also a date night for us even though we're working because we have so much fun doing it. Right. So, you know, when we're working, we love what we do so much, and we always have fun. And no matter where we are or who we're speaking with, we're always willing to kind of crack a joke and and cause laughter (laughs) or act crazy and silly. Um, More so my husband than me, but (laughs) I try. Um, And so – you know that's work is fun and it's play for us. But you know when we had the other business, you know there was times that it wasn't. It was very hard, and we, we when we were both worked um, like on Saturday nights back when we had the bowling center, and we were slammed. I mean body packed to body. I mean almost filled to capacity in the good days before the recession hit. Um, we didn't work together very well. Then we would get frustrated. We were both so busy and running here and there and doing a million things and taking care of all the customers. And sometimes we would get frustrated with each other. We were great with our staff, but back then we would kind of be snippy with each other. And so it was a rough patch that we had to learn to get through. And mind you, as Rob mentioned, bringing the kids into it, both of the businesses, other businesses that I've had, the one with Rob, and then when I had my studio as well. You know, our sons have worked in both of those places. Now, not the youngest son, but the older ones that are now nineteen and twenty. They worked for us when they were quite young, and worked behind the counter. Or back when I taught dance, there was actually they helped with some of the little baby classes, the little bitty kids. So we found ways for them to be involved and to you know just to make everything that we do as fun as we possibly can. So even when we're working crazy hours, we're still having fun doing it.
1: And listeners. I just want to mention that, you know, what what Rob and Janelle are saying about involving the kids. It's so important. I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. I had mentioned that beforehand. My parents owned a shoe store. We all worked in it, and I am that much better for it. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that I am that much better for it. It gave me an entrepreneurial heart, but it also gave me a sense of responsibility. And, and that's something that people complain about these days. The kids don't have that sense of responsibility, but they don't do anything about it. So yes. kudos to you guys for keeping up that tradition.
0: And I think also one of the key things that you said was you have fun. A- yes. And if if yes. you could have fun making a living, that. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. How many people go to their nine to five job, hate it every day, but they still do it? I mean, I love waking up in the morning. <laughs> we, yeah. Catherine and I, love what we do. So waking up in the morning is great. Let's see what today is going to bring. Let's just make it happen. You Thank know. You,
2: but can we mention there though that there are things? There's mundane tasks, and I know you guys know this too. Sure. There's stuff. That we don't all want to do. And I know because when my 19 year old uh, started teaching some music because he's a musician and there were just some, he hadn't hit the mundane pieces yet, but I've always expressed that to him. I'm like, hey, you know, you're still going to have to do the bookkeeping, for example, who owes you money or whatever. So there's stuff that we might not enjoy. But it's still ours until maybe you get to that point, like I said earlier, of hiring it out or hiring well, staff.
3: And I want to go back to the, the concept of having fun. My my grandfather instilled this into me when I was very young, but he told me he grew up through the depressions and they didn't have anything. And he used to tell me all the time, he'd say, Rob, he said, whatever you do, you can make it fun. And the best story I can relate to that is we. I was helping him. He was cleaning out the septic tank at the business at that time. And... You know, he's telling me this. You know, he's telling me you can have fun, whatever. And about that time, the line blew off the septic tank and just covered him. Oh, and instead of being angry or you know, you know, just being frustrated, all he said was, "You know, this is a really crappy job. I'm going to (laughs) go home and take a shower." Oh,
1: bless his soul.
3: Yeah, and, and that's what I grew up with, and it, it instilled in me that, yes, you can have fun no matter what you're doing. Even the most mundane or hardest jobs you can think of, you can still make them fun if you put it into your heart.
2: And i tell you because I never got to meet him, but – Another thing that always stands out to me about him is knowing that he was this little bitty guy. He was only five foot two. Yes. So to be so confident and so happy in his life, because you know, not to be stereotypical, but some guys only being five foot two, you know, it's a little bit tougher. So I just think it's amazing because he had this huge personality. But he was this little bitty guy, and I, I personally, I just don't know. I just think it's really cool.
1: Well, it sounds like my parents—they were little bitty people with uh, <laughs> oh, cool. big personalities. Because yeah. you, you, you don't come from tall. Stock. I don't come from tall stock. <laughs> I'm I. My family is from Southern Italy, and we don't come from tall stock.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move it on to my favorite round—the food round. I like this round oh. too. I, I, I like love food. this round because you know food is fun. Uh, so, w- a, a multi-part question: What's your favorite meal to cook together, or? What is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant? Oh,
2: well, wow. favorite meal at a favorite restaurant, whether it's not, it's not exactly gourmet. I like Mexican, so <laughs> I'm like I just like Mexican, that's my for you know my pick i want to go there or asian food i really
3: like that as yeah well. and, I, and my favorite is obvious i like um thai food because mm-hmm. i can't seem to cook that very well <laughs> um, i can do the mexican and stuff but not the thai yeah. and as far as cooking together we usually the funny part is is very seldomly do we cook together mm-hmm. usually we take turns making meals and i like to try um, new recipes here recently we uh I got to make, uh, I've been making things out of plantains and I never, you know, I'd never even touched a plantain until about you know three or four months ago and I didn't even know what it tasted like and now I'm making plantain chips I'm making plantain fries and I just you know it's it's wonderful when I learn something new as we're trying to get healthier with our eating um, to learn these new recipes I was you know the other day I was making chicken fried rice and things that I've never made before and that's that's exciting to me making something I've never made before because I don't know what's going to end up like or what it's going to taste like when i get done (laughs) i
2: suppose a slightly more practical note um not that i don't know if that's impractical but um we like to do and we don't do it as often as we should and would be great for us but to do those bigger cooking days so that you're making a bunch of freezer meals because it's money of course it's it's a money saver um and it's great for the family and when you've got a 19 year old that eats like a horse um that's really nice to have stuff already made for him but it's easy for us at times too so when we're busy and we've had a long day we don't have to one of us doesn't have to go make a meal we just can pop something out of the freezer that we made and not some yucky freezer meal that you bought so that's fun actually we actually enjoy that but since we don't cook together, almost always we go to the grocery store together, Yes, which is kind of like a date night. Now, my 19-year-old will be like, Mom, seriously, that is not a date night. What are you guys doing? And I'm like, dude, whatever. Just watch your brother. Never been to the
0: store with us. <laughs> well, now, now do you do what we like to do?
2: And again, it's, the, it's kind of more of a playful piece. Yeah, so.
0: One of the fun things that we like to do is go to the store, but we like to go to Costco and we graze. You know how they have the sample ladies? You just keep yeah. going. If they got something good, you just keep going in, around in circles. If it's yeah. winter or fall, it's great because you put on a jacket, take off the jacket. They think it's a different <laughs> person every time. <laughs> so, so I recognize you. Haven't you been here before? That, that's it. The, yeah, the funny looking bald guy. I deny it. <laughs> so, so so, the the final question, red, white, or beer?
3: Oh, white. Um, I would have to go beer. I'm a, you know, I'm not the wine connoisseur, but I, I would enjoy a good dark beer. Oh, good um, beer. I got to
2: have right. a Corona. So uh, no, nah, I just
0: need to well, next, that goes with say. the Mexican restaurant.
2: Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> so tell us, at tell well, I know how to get in touch with you. Tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and uh, how they can contact you and find out a little bit more about Mission Date Night, which I I've been on your website and it's absolutely fascinating. So, listeners, listen up.
2: MissionDateNight.com. So it's pretty easy. Um, That's our YouTube channel, you know, Mission Date Night TV. Now, we need 500 subscribers because we just started it, so we can't get the URL for it yet. Uh, YouTube makes you have a bunch of subscribers. but um, So we we need to build that up. But um, you can search it there. Of course, you know, the link, all those links, all the social media links are right there at MissionDateNight.com. And the podcast, of course, is Mission Date Night. We try to keep the brand across the board so it's easy for everybody.
1: Terrific, and you can reach Barry and I at www.together247.net. Oh, I forgot something, so Barry, go ahead, jump in.
0: You're supposed to pause, because this is where we edit, put in the (laughs) pet peeve of the day, and then our contact information. Okay, Okay. So wait a second, pause. And now for today's pet peeve of the day.
1: Catherine, what you got? Well, today's pet peeve isn't really anything about anything. Um, And it doesn't make a difference except that when I hear it, it's like nails on chalkboard to me because I know the difference. Slash versus backslash. For example, if you'd like to find our resources page on our website, it's www.together247.net slash or forward slash resources. Okay, that is it backslash does not exist. Backslash goes from the upper left to the lower right. So imagine that as you're driving, upper left to lower right. That's a backslash that gets you nowhere on the internet. When you say backslash, you're giving somebody the wrong direction and they'll never get to your stuff on your website. And I hear so many people doing it. People who should know better, you're giving the wrong directions. You're telling people to make a left when they should be making a right. Most people, when they hear slash or backslash, they know what to do, but for me, it's just a pet peeve. It's like nails on a chalkboard, so it doesn't mean anything about anything, but that's what it is today.
0: And you just had a ton of geeks fall in love with you.
1: I know I did. Thank you. Good.
0: Good. Well, welcome back. No, <laughs> I'll do a lot of editing on this show. Um, and, and also all, all of the information that you just got will be in the show notes as well. And oh, um, you guys in your bio, it says you've written books. Are your where are your books available?
2: Uh, you know, you can find everything on Amazon, but we also, of course, have it on Barnes and Noble, Google Play, there's a lot of them. Um, iTunes, the it's iBook iTunes, store, yes. has um, the vast majority of them as well. So you just have to go to, you know, if you go any of those, it's Sexy Challenges or Mission Date Night Adventures. Um, and of course, for the entrepreneurial couples, it's Richer Together because we just released that and that's where we interviewed 22 other entrepreneurial couples. And so we have, we shared their stories and their words of wisdom and oh my gosh, there's so much amazing stuff that we shared in there as well as our own insight and wisdom.
1: And I'm going to go ahead and share that on the show notes as well, listeners, awesome. so that you can go in one happy little place and find everything that you need to make a better marriage and a better business. Yep. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for being on our show, Rob and Janelle. Doctors Rob and Janelle Alex. Oh, There goes goes that voice again. There there (laughs) goes that voice again. I could do it a little bit. Mission Date Night, thank you so much for being our guests. We we are so grateful to have you. Thanks.
3: Pleasure was ours.
0: We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net.